Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Women Emerging podcast. I'm Julie Middleton, Director of Women Emerging. Every week I speak with women around the world of different ages and in different sectors about how they lead, because we need many more women leading in the world today. We explore how women lead differently and do it their way, which is authentic, fulfilling and highly effective. Elle est visible. She is visible. Hi, this is Julia Middleton, Director of Women Emerging and your podcast host. Next week, in New York, hosted by the Rockefeller Foundation, Anna Cook is going to launch her music, along with my book called If That's Leading, I'm In. Both of them invite you to do your own expedition women right across the world. So I thought I'd give you a tiny preview of just what's going to happen in New York next week. Over to you, Anna. Anna, next week you launch in New York at the Rockefeller Foundation the beautiful music that you've created as a result of that expedition we were on. It seems unbelievable that it lasted for a whole year. You captured what we were looking for, an approach to leading that resonates with women. And you captured it in music. And, you know, well, at so many points during the expedition, when words failed us, music helped us, guided us. So I'm utterly delighted to do this episode and and to ask you to 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 play some tiny snippets tiny snippets on premieres next week but to give us some tiny little bits of it and then to tell us the story because the music is called elle est visible she is visible now we'll come back to why but let's just go back to the expedition for a minute let's remember so in your eyes what 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 role did music play in our expedition? I believe that everyone plays music without knowing it. So that's my that's my motto. That's my motto of my life. And so our behavior and our values are like melodies we compose every day. The first exercise we uh, we did, I don't know if you remember, I asked each one of of the member to to send me some bits of music that they think it represents their style of leading. And it was extraordinary because you realize how um how much we need something emotional. Also to accompany the things that we're saying from the side of intellect. So intellect and emotion, it's just like one thing. And sometimes we miss it. Sometimes we talk on the, on the, on the level of intellect, but we forget that we are very much combined with many different things that also represents emotion. Now, this is very, uh, it's like humanity. We need to express and it 
it doesn't mean it's like, I don't know, using emotions or being connected with emotions is not professional. It's professional. It just express more what we think and what we do as a leaders. Do you remember at that very beginning of the expedition, do you remember there was that small WhatsApp group of some of the women on the expedition and they were singing to each other? Yes, and yes. it was beautiful because people were recognising that they were singing the same songs in different ways. It was, it was wonderful. In a funny way, talking would have ruined it. It was singing that made it beautiful. But then also, Anna, I've so often told the story of when you and Aparna, and none of us will ever forget that moment, when you, after supper one night, you started playing the violin and Aparna started dancing. What, caught, what, what prompted you to do that? That was crazy. I need to say that it was quite unexpected. Um, I felt a big connection with Aparna. And uh, there was a moment she um, she said, why, um, maybe, can, can we do something together? And the first thing was like poetry, because that's the point, that's our common point, because Aparna is very much into poetry, she's translating, I'm, I'm also writing poetry, so we had this connection. And I thought, okay, let's uh, meet in, I don't know, in your room, right? Uh, and we will ex exchange our poems or we'll talk about poems. So it was quite like safe bubble for me. It was, oh, okay, okay. And I came there and we talked about poetry. And then, uh, and then I don't really remember this moment. It was so uh, emotional. And she suggested, maybe you can play some music and I will dance. And then I was like, oops, I'm out of my comfort zone because how I, how will I improvise uh in my in my western way of playing to her indian dance i mean it was for me we have different scales um we have different um way of interpreting the the the, the notes the music the phrase phrasing it's all different and i <clears throat> i know nothing about it i mean i know something but i was not I mean, educated. I didn't race in this culture. And I said, okay, let's do it. <clears throat> and that was incredible because at the first, um, at the first stage of our improvisation, we were both trying to adapt to each other. So I was trying to put some scale that might resonate with her style of dancing, but I didn't feel so comfortable with it. Um, Aparna was like waiting for my um, my lead from, from uh, she was waiting for my uh, for the leading from my side so we were like both very careful but then I realized let's let's go with the flow and just and you know what we, we discovered that we don't need to change our style of of playing um, to talk about the same essence or the same core, we, we can use different language and still talk about the same thing, the same emotion and the same meaning, which was extraordinary. 
it was interesting, wasn't it, all the way through the expedition, if there were moments when words failed us, music always saved us. And, and, and that was beautiful. It was utterly beautiful. Now, as a result, you've written this beautiful piece of music um, and you've called it Elle est visible. She is visible. So tell us why it's called Elle est visible. Why, why, why? To be visible is also that you're not only visible to others, but you can see your life and starting to hear what's the melody, what's the music you produce. So which kind of music you make by um, performing your values? What's your way of showing up to the world? What's your, what's your way of um, leading relations? relationships with others right the starting point of the expedition really also was that if you choose to be visible as a leader by adopting another way that isn't your own and particularly if you're adopting a way that makes sense to men you won't really be visible at all in fact, you may even be invisible. To be visible, you have to find a way of doing it that's your own way. And, and for us, that means a way that works for women. I like uh, your, the phrase, you, the, the, the main slogan of, of Women Emerging was um, the way uh, of leading that resonates with women. And the word reson resonates, to resonate is such a such such well uh, well chosen because to resonate is to you know to resonate in the physics in the music as well you have to have some material that is um, that is in common right to resonate you need to touch one of the string you have in your body to to keep your body and mind vibrating right this is what is to resonate, which I find extremely inspiring. It's a beautiful word. I think now is the moment we jump in. Come on, let's go to your music. And then I think you have, I think that you, you've chosen sort of, um, let's call them 10 scales. We, we, you talked about chapters or steps. Those are two mundane words. We, we, you chose the word scales. So there are 10 scales that you go through as you, as you, or that you learn. You learn a scale, don't you? Oh, um, yes, you need, to you need to practice every day. <laughs> <laughs> Learning your scales. So there are 10 scales and we're going to work through them. But first, just a snippet of the music that you're going to play in New York next week.
So if I want to become visible as a leader and, and in my leading, uh, these are my scales. And number one scale is is in Hebrew, isn't it? Yes, actually, this is one of my uh, favorite uh, story from, from the Bible. Uh, there is a situation when uh, they, there is a little daughter of Yair and Jesus was invited to, to, to cure her because she was dead almost or already dead. I mean, she was in a very bad health condition. So she came and uh, she took her hand and she said, Talitakum, which means, I'm telling you, little girl, you need to stand up. And this is uh, many times translated and interpreted by like waking up for your femininity, right? Like, Talitakum, like, I'm telling you, little girl, you were afraid of making steps, but now you need to stand up and go, right? So I always using this phrase as an invitation to, okay, now it's the time that you need to go on your own journey. You need to say yes to Julia Middleton <laughs> and to go <laughs> on your expedition. <laughs> Anna, I'm glad you did say yes. Say the word again much more slowly. Talita kum. Talita kum. Which is little girl, uh, stand up. Stand up. So that's scale one, which leads to scale two. Trust your walking. That's the, the title of the of the piece. And it's based on uh, the music of Jan Sebastian Bach. This music represents uh, that what I discovered also at the expedition, that we can't trust our position. We need to trust our ability to walk. Right, um, because if we judge ourselves from the perspective of this certain moment, we might be terrified or stuck. And then we need to know that as we all discover, and you can agree that um, leading is a sinusoid, right? Sometimes we're inside, sometimes we need to be outside, and we need to trust this movement, right? Why we push ourselves to uh, be ready each time. I mean, we don't need to be ready to, to lead. We need to just, you know, start to do it, like be the verb. And scale three? Scale three, it calls the temple. Mm. And this is interesting one because in 2019, I played um, in the orchestra in Italy. And we had beautiful venues and sometimes we played in the churches, right? And there was one day we recorded whole day of music. So we started in the morning and we finished after the sunset. And, you know, I didn't change my position in the orchestra. So I had the same spot and I was observing the same spot from uh, at, in the church, right? The architecture. And I, re I remember it was astonishing to... To, to notice how much the temple, this church, is changing with the light, right? The reality didn't change, but the light was going through, was changing the aspects of this temple. And I felt like if we are the temple, like the body is our temple, right? We, um, 
we change with the time. Time is changing us, right? The light is going through us, it's changing. But we are the same reality. We keep the same essence, right? So um, to trust the cycles is one of the most incredible um, discovery I made thanks to our conversations with intergenerational conversations. Yes, 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 very much so. Now you move on to four. And in four, it, you reflect a word that, that we made up on the expedition, don't you? Because we didn't want to talk about motherhood. We wanted to talk about motherness. Yes. Um, it was a quite discovery for me because um, I'm at, at this stage of life. I'm investigating the subject of motherhood. Uh, I guess I'm, I'm after my 30s, so the subject arised. Um, and uh, and knowing that there is plenty of different types of re realizing your motherness is um, very much uh, freeing your spirit. And what does it mean? Um, I, I remember Anna Luz, I think, uh, mentioned it, that um, our ability to and our um, our special connection with motherness uh, is realizing also in terms of ecology, for example, that we trust long-term goals, that we trust that fruits of our action will come in its time, right? We have our babies, like we trust that in nine months we will give human being to the world. And we then we don't have control. We trust it will arrive. It will it will be growing in its own manner, right? And um, and there's nothing uh, connected with possession. It's more belonging, right? We belong to our long-term goal. We belong to it. We we uh, we keep going as as um, we keep going, and we trust that the fruits will come in its all time right this is the moment we need a bit more music can we have some yes yes that was beautiful so it goes to the fifth scale which is about ancestors isn't it yes ancestors and us as well um because when we when we explore the way we want to lead our life and the life of others we will always be challenged uh, by a confrontation with our past right with our ancestors there's also a, there's always a moment uh we you know we see the photography of our grandma grand grandmother mother 
and we ask, we pose the same questions more or less, you know, how much of them is in me and how much of me is now with me? <laughs> you know, the similarities, differences, and how how much of their way of being is imposed on us and how much we are in charge of our own way of being, of, of living. Uh, so sometimes it's not maybe a nice surprise, right? Nice reflection. Sometimes we need to fight. But the moment we accept is actually much more relieving than the fight itself. So the house of belonging has its own, has its little um, creepy notes, creepy melodies inside, a bit mysterious, but it tells the story of acceptance uh, that we belong to each other, our lives. You know, in music, uh, con music contain always contains many different time directions, right? Past, present, uh, future. And um, in music, we cannot lead any change without considering the space of time, not the timeline, right? Explain so, that. I don't understand that. So... Uh, when you lead the change, right? To, if you if you want to know that you have a good timing for the change, right? You introduce a new tempo, for example, in the piece of music. You need to know uh, how you did it before, how it's now, what what's the topography of now, and how you want to lead it for the future, right? For the future, for the next measures, right? So you do, you cannot stack either in past, either in present. Either or in the future. And these five, these five scales, they're crucial, aren't they, if you want to be visible? Yes. Yes, because you stop for a moment, you explore what's inside, and you decide, okay, I see it. And now, I can see you without my frustration, right? Because when we start from the invisible point, so we don't see our life, sometimes we force our frustration and that's what we can see in others is our own thing that we didn't, our work that we didn't make with ourselves. Right? With ourselves. <laughs> Go on. I'm going to now go to the sixth scale, which is a, is it Saudade? Saudade so of memory. Uh, it's kind of longing uh, of, of the memories. And this piece is uh, dedicated to my grandmother who died and uh, had her stories full of pain. Um, full of pain, but also um, a lot of grace. So this combination of of bitter and sweet uh, is inside, and also this this one uh, speak about uh, acceptance as well. That maybe our past can be bitter, 
our stories, our history of families and countries might be painful, a lot of pain, but it's a part of our essence as well. So in a way, Scale 7 brings all of this together, doesn't it? Yes. Yes, it's true. It's true. It contains everything. Uh, and it calls empty hands <laughs> to make a step forward. You need to have empty hands, right? To go on a journey, to to learn something, you need to be open, right? To have empty hands, to to get a new things, right? To to not to be possessive of what you have, of what you learned. Empty hands is a symbol of being in the present moment, right? With all your being. It's funny, isn't it? I've, I've been thinking about empty hands for a long time because one of the things, I, I find it impossible not to be using my hands all the time. And even in quiet moments, I, I do tapestry. Um, and I'm, I'm using my hands all the time. And I, and I say to myself that while I'm doing tapestry, I'm thinking, but I'm not really. I'm doing tapestry. And, and it is absolute agony for me. I've been trying to do it ever since you use the expression empty hands to try to have peaceful, peaceful, peaceful hands is really hard. Yes, yes, it's true. And also empty hands. You cannot help others when you have your hands full. Now, empty is connected with not having, right? Something pejorative. But it's actually abundance of your capacity to help, right? Number eight is next. And it's here that we begin to, to move towards water, which, which we all felt water was such an important part of what we were looking at. It's moving towards energy, isn't it? But anyhow, number eight is water droplets. Yes. Yes. Water droplets. Um, there's a question in this, in this piece of music. Um, when the water droplets start to be rain, right? So this is this kind of, as you said, it starts to talk about energy, right? Um, do we trust that our single action can produce more energy around us, right? That can provoke others to act. And, and it's at that point, that if we have that trust, we begin to realize that every single note matters. Yes, every single note matters. And, but the rhythm of it takes us yeah. further, right? I think everybody who's listening to this episode will, will understand now that music so Music helped us so much on the expedition to, to illustrate what we were trying to understand. Anyhow, so scale number nine becomes not just droplets, but ripples. Yes, this one is very particular. I'm, 
as uh, in this piece, um, we start to discover that one ripple can make a wave, right? So how um, how how can we influence the energy? Um, how can we um, be part of the bigger movement by making, for example, one small action, right? So um, in this piece of music, I I describe this uh, effect uh, by using more and more waves, more and more ripples, let's say, uh, more and more notes. And uh, I will give you a little spoiler. <laughs> it's the one piece from all this album where I sing. And uh, this is a very vulnerable part of me because I, I never sang in public. So it's kind of my pure voice without any you know, vibrato, any kind of uh, um, emission, like prepared emission of the voice. It's just my pure voice. Um, and I sang in, in the canon, right? So I sang, it multiplies, right? So I start very simple melody and it multiplies, 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 and it starts to be a choir. Why did you choose to sing? Um, I thought that in this personal journey I made in this album, for me to feel visible yeah. is to touch the most vulnerable and most, and the purest side of me, which is my own human voice. So... Elle, elle, Anna, est visible. <laughs> yes. So I heard my voice uh, in the micro for the first time in my life. Like, I mean, singing, not talking. It's a very vulnerable moment, I can tell you. I just like, <laughs> oh, this is me. Yes. <laughs> and, um, and this is me. I don't know if you remember, we were talking about, there was one exercise, one task we need to make um, during the expedition when we needed to make our masks. That was a nice exercise made by Alia. Uh, and my mask, I was thinking a lot. And then I drew the A, the letter A. And everyone said, what, what is this? So the A, is the note we give to tune in the orchestra, right? And for me, that's the way of leading, and that's my leading. I would I would like to be a leader of of a note A, which means it's the only one moment in the whole performance when, as a concertmaster, you stand up, you give a A, and it's the purest note you can give, no vibrato, no extra decoration. It's as you are, very vulnerable, but it gives the most important reference point for others. So from that point on, we tune our voices, right? We don't need to play the same melody. 
but we need to have this one reference point that we can know that our proportions of action are working good. This has got to be a moment when we hear some music, Anna. So that beautiful music leads us to the 10th scale, which is a map. Yes. One day when I was studying, someone introduced me to this um, quote made by professor of philosophy, Kozybski. He said, the map is not the territory. It's like, it was mind blowing for me at that time. And it still is because we can give so many recipes. We can we can produce a lot of content that is inspiring, you know, but we need to experience it because once we get the map, it's not a territory. We need to go with this map and explore in our own way, right? Because sometimes if we, we will just... Um, make our life in theory, we will discover that we make maps from maps. And then what it means, what it means, the real mountain, the real storm, if we can describe it, right? But if we don't experience, we don't have our own, own reflection, our own map, right? So this piece is... Um, is dedicated to this reflection and is inviting for your own expedition, right? To explore the way of leading that resonates with you. Resonates. Yes. And to resonate, you need to play. You need to be the verb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Anna. Anna, what is a postscriptum? I've never heard the word before. Postscriptum is like, it's my favorite part of letters because I always forget to conclude something. And then at the at the end of the letter, I PS. Uh, by the way. Da, 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 da. Oh, that's what P, that's postscriptum is PS. Yes. Oh, I'm so stupid. Right, I'm with you. So the postscriptum to all of this all of these scales is that elle est maintenant visible yes she is now visible and you know why i put it in the postscriptum because when you're in the process of exploring your way of leading when you're in the movement of exploring the energies you create to lead you're in the verb and you're not seeing your adjective, which is, which is made by your doing, right? You don't need to focus on that. 
and there is the moment there is the moment you stop and you see wow actually i'm visible <laughs> and you will be visible next week in new york I and we will all be cheering for you because it's beautiful and um how do we get the music you can listen to it on actually all uh, streaming platforms like Spotify, uh, Tidal, and others. And uh, yes, enjoy, go on your own journey, find your own voice, and compose your life, lead your life. Find your own music. Find your own music, right. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Anna. Uh, the launch will, I know, be utterly glorious. And um, we will be all, in my case, going to Spotify to get the music and to listen to it endlessly right through 2024. Looking ahead, next week, we start a whole new series on the podcast. It's a series about the practicalities of leading. I'm speaking to lots of women about what they do on a daily basis, whether it's um, making a decision or chairing a meeting or building a team. What do they actually do in their leading? It's about how they translate their essence and their elements into the daily life of leading so that it begins to generate the kind of energy that we now know leading really is. So, till next week, lots and lots of love. Get your pen, get your paper, lots of tips over the next few weeks. Lots of love, Julia. There's also loads more you can learn from other women if you go to our website, womenemerging.org. That's womenemerging.org. Over time, we are determined to redefine leading so that more of us can say, if that's leading, I'm in. Leading.